then abounding up the slope came a great American jackalope. This sage of the sage, this rare hair of hope, caused to pause and check out the lamb. Hey kid, why the mope? Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. I have to I have to start this episode by saying, normally you'll hear me say, uh, you know, like I, I record these episodes way in advance, and then you'll hear me say like, oh, at the time of this recording, we're all getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July, and then it drops in November, right? And so on this episode, I am recording on Monday, November 7, and this episode drops Tuesday, November 8. I'm talking about a brand new team this week. Later on, I'll be bringing back our wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett. But right now, I'm speaking with Nathan Martinez, who is the graphic design manager for the Future Legends Complex. And that is notable because this is the organization that just brought into the world the Grand Junction Jackalopes. Nathan, thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, Paul. Oh, man. I'm so excited. to. Have, this is like, this is a rare occasion for me to have like breaking news. To actually have this like breaking news here is is fun. You created, you're the graphic designer who created the brand for this brand new team at long last two years after they lost their affiliated status. The Grand Junction Rockies have changed their their brand they've changed their identity they were the grand junction rockies even though for two years they haven't been affiliated with the rockies now they're the grand junction jackalopes can you tell me where where that name comes from and what it means to the the, to the town of grand junction out on the western slope of colorado well it's funny that you mentioned that uh we're on breaking news type episode because it was sort of the same type of news for us in the office and in the future legends world so once we have the company obtained the Grand Junction Rockies and like, all right, we're going to change the branding and everything. So obviously as a designer, my ears perk up, I'm ready to be involved in any type of rebranding I can. That's kind of one of my dreams of mine. What led me to working for future legends really was the opportunity to work in minor league baseball and just to do all the crazy brand stuff. Right. Yeah. So the uh, Grand Junction area, I guess had an idea for a team long before, which you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of gearing up for that in a way mm-hmm. and ready for just kind of the hammer to drop. Like, this is definitely what we're going to do. This is the plan. We're going to have this branding. And I was kind of ready for the, uh, you know, unfortunate news of outsourcing, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But uh, then it came up, the owner came in like, hey, so uh, looks like we're looking at Jackalopes. It was one, they, they put a public form out Yeah. and it was one of the top voted one so for those listening that it your opinion is heard so that was good <laughs> nice nice the the fan and, vote uh, mattered nice the, yeah yeah i think they found the value in just the mythical creature aspect of it yeah and that was the really the interesting part of it to say like okay so they have all these fun aspects of a mythical creature loch ness monster type thing where there's hearsay there's folklore and there's so much we can do branding wise and it kind of went from there and uh, they asked me to get my creative juices going and I have some office partners that helped me with the feedback. And other than that, just started sketching right away. And we had about, uh, you know, two weeks or so of a deadline and got after it and hopefully thought of something people would like and we got going. So you, you talked about there was one other name that you thought might be the name for a long time. 
this years ago, there was a, I don't know if it was a controversy, right? But I remember there was a sort of movement for the the Grand Junction Chubbs and the team Correct. reacted negatively to that. It was the, what, the humpback chub is a kind of, of fish in the in the region. Is that the one you're talking about? Is that the one that you thought it might be? Yes, correct. Uh, so it was kind of an odd split, I think, yeah. either both regionally and organizationally, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, if if the wrong higher up thought that was too wild of a name, right? It's uh, that's all it took, right? And sure. uh, that's the main kind of feedback we've gotten is the love for the humpback chubs, <laughs> which is, I mean, as far as minor league baseball goes, it's pretty tough to be as far as an outlandish name, right? Right, right. And so doing, like thinking about that fish, <laughs> yeah, what it meant to that region, I kind of was surprised what it did mean to the region because I yeah. thought it was just some thing that our ownership group found at first, just to, yeah. I mean, I was unbeknownst to it. Yeah, but come to find out, it was kind of a historical thing that half the region, it seemed like from our feedback, really yeah. wanted. So it, yeah. was, it was interesting to hear about. The name I submitted in the name the team contest was Cutthroats because there's the Cutthroat Trout up there. But I guess there's already there's like a there's another team in another league in another sport, and I forget what it is. But there's already a Cutthroats. There's a Colorado Cutthroats as of recently out there in the world. The other one that I was wondering about, and I'm curious from from your perspective, you know, for as an insider. The other one that I had talked about a little bit was the team surely still owns the rights to the Casper Ghosts, and I thought Grand Junction Ghosts, even though you know I get Casper the Ghost, right? Like, but the Grand Junction Ghosts and that old like glow in the dark logo that Brandios did all those years ago, like that would have been a fun one to to reprise. Did that one come up in the process? Absolutely, especially yeah. uh, in our op- our little art department we have. I guess uh-huh. I mean I'm kind of one in, in a couple. Yeah. <laughs> really. yeah. Um, I don't know how much you can see in my background, but when I heard ghosts, I remember seeing that logo and yeah. that logo brought back some memories and they had the glow in the dark yeah. aspect to it, all the caps. And it was like, man, if we can reprise that history, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I was all about the ghosts. Yeah. A couple of them. I mean, I even submitted some, to be honest. Did you? <laughs> <to the form. laughs> and um, just as far as an imagination aspect of, you know, everything you can do with the ghosts, that's, that's great. Yeah. And then, I mean, Casper Ghosts always makes people laugh, as you kind of alluded right. to, where it's right. like, okay, there's the movies, ghosts, whatever. Right. But um, the connection to Wyoming, I think, kind of scared them off that, even though some people mm-hmm. with jackalopes are like, oh, that's a Wyoming thing. Right, right. But, but the beauty of jackalope is, you know, it's so it's a mythical creature. So if you have your opinion on it, it is what it is. <laughs> so, right, right. But, um, I That is funny that you brought up cutthroats and ghosts. And uh, I remember those being a big favorite and kind of a split in our yeah. office also and i was all about ghosts i know it was a little outlandish but ghosts would have been fun it would have been cool and you had the alliteration right there but the one that you came up with is totally fun right like and so i for first of all even before when the team was affiliated with the rockies i was advocating for a name change because i just think mine like you said earlier minor league baseball is just fun right like and you should have fun brands you should have unique nicknames and you know for a minor league community it's you know it's so easy to to come up with something local right like the, that the local community is is going to enjoy grand junction's not in the rockies i know it's in colorado it's not in the rockies right so they had that goofy like i, I shouldn't no it was goofy they had that, that goofy like pizza hut logo i'm sure you heard that when you know when when your organization purchased the the rockies right like it was just like okay we got to get rid of this pizza hut logo i assume right so 
in general, I'm I'm glad that you know just because we have one fewer team named for a major league club, I'm I'm really glad about that. I think Jack Lopes is a fun one. There is that connection, and I wonder. Well, I'll just ask you the the, the question: Is the purple in the logo sort of a wink and a nod to the old uh, Rockies affiliation? Yes and no. Okay. So okay. Uh, the Future Legends brand itself. That is the purple from Future Legends brand. Okay. So originally, um, just to kind of keep the brand cohesive, although the teams we have in Northern Colorado do not adhere to this, they kind of wanted to keep that purple and then they have a green that goes with it. Mm. So we were like, well, let's just, how about like, just the start of the conversation was Future Legends colors. So that purple mm -hmm. and the green. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some deliberation went through where, well, Obviously, the purple is good for the people can kind of resonate from the transition, right? It's yeah. it's not the Rockies anymore, but if you had to wear your Grand Junction Rockies gear, you can. Yeah. And it's still your it's still your team type thing. Yeah. So it's not the Rockies purple anymore, but it is uh, mainly purple. Yeah. And then we move from that green to cyan blue to what you see now, which is more of uh, your classic Pantone uh sky blue i guess you could say a little okay. darker though yeah. i thought we were going to get into pantone numbers i was like all right now we are nerding out here this is uh, <laughs> I, I am ready right? to nerd out <laughs> give me a number uh, give me the three you digits. know what i meant to say like not the pantone but what we used to call it in my zephyr days was the process blue that's what i was looking for uh, okay the but process yeah, blue all right pantone numbers, we <laughs> <laughs> too funny you said your zephyr days tell me about your zephyr days did you did you do work for the denver zephyrs oh no sorry uh so um zephyr z hats the hat oh, brand okay okay so yeah so you have you know you're uh, they've done hats for Savannah Bananas, the Frontier League, yeah. even the Pioneer League. So okay. that was uh, my first, I guess, really fun design job I got to do. So that was kind of my dream up here in Northern Colorado to work for them. So I worked for Zephyr for three and a half years. And that's kind of what really even like developed my um, aspiration to work in sports even further. So yeah, yeah. I uh, kind of a hat nerd myself. And nice. I seen all the logos and the goofiness come through there. So it just sparked it up even more. Nice. I was going to say, you didn't look old enough to have worked for the Denver Zephyrs. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me. So that the, the hat company makes a lot more sense. Oh, I appreciate that. Cause <laughs> nowadays I just get more of the compliments of how I'm looking older and older. <laughs> I used oh, to be is the that right? kid, now I'm the old kid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I wanted to get back to the purple though. And I, and then I also want to talk about the Jackalope uh, itself, but the, the purple, you don't see a lot of purple in minor league baseball. I used to do for sportslogos.net, I used to do a color wheel of all the minor league baseball logos. I took all back then 160 minor league baseball logos and I arranged them according to the to, to the color wheel. And purple was always really hard, right? Like there were never any purple teams. You know, the, I had like the the New Orleans baby cakes had purple. Obviously, the Grand Junction Rockies had purple. There were always a couple in there. There's, you know, there's the Jamestown jammers have purple. And so, you know, there's but the fact that you can like pick out just sort of a handful that have purple and not many do, that makes this logo, I think, stand out that the fact that it's mostly purple. Yeah, purple is a tricky one because, you know, obviously the what's key in a lot of these logos I, that I found is the use of black, right? Especially mm -hmm. with the animation, you have these characters and this a lot of this motion going on, whether they're swinging a bat, throwing a ball, that type of stuff. Right. 
the use of purple was tricky. Yeah. I think purple has its own strength, but at the end of the day, I think in the sports world when you try to be intimidating, mm-hmm. purple is tough because I'll, I'll never forget there was an old Monday Night Football uh, promo. Uh-huh. And I think it was between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings, right? Yeah. And they're, the two fans are just going back and forth, like, oh, you cheesehead, you this, you that. <laughs> and then the last thing that I think the Packers said, Packer fans said, is like, he wear purple. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always tricky to be intimidated in purple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, if, if it's done right, um, one some of my favorite brands, especially historically, like Phoenix Suns, that's one of my favorite old school mm-hmm. sports brands ever. And yeah. if you play that just right, I think it's it's iconic. Sure. So, all right. So let's get into this. You've mentioned the the mythological jackalope uh, as as a creature out here in the mountain states. I think you hear about it a lot. You know, it in in Wyoming. I think you know if you look at the origin stories of where the legend of the the jackalope came from, Wyoming features prominently in it. But I think in general, the jackalope is associated with with the mountain states like Colorado. So I'll just I'll I'll just start by asking you like how much how much research did you do into the 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 origin of the legend, the the mythology of the jackalope, or even like examples of some of like the taxidermy that you see out there that exists in the world? Yeah, with uh, the the good thing about the jackalope was. The research just got more fun as you dove into it because it just got more and more wild and the folklore and all that in comparison to, let's say, the chub, right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you have this pretty simple looking fish that's about to go extinct. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know there's only so much you can make interesting if you really dive into it and yeah. you know it just a real creature only has its boundaries right so yeah when we dove in to the jackalope obviously the beauty of it was the taxidermy thing where you find that in any diner sure. across the country right sure. and you don't have to be from wyoming to like if you went to a truck stop you saw an animal like, i think i've talked to a bunch of people when they're kids like even include I, this is my experience too i looked up like there's a rabbit with horns on <laughs> or with antlers like you're just like yeah. you just assume that's a real thing like you don't right. think someone put that together yeah so there's there was kind of two folklores that I do- dove into. There was the Douglas version of it, where it comes from Wyoming. These brothers put together this animal from taxidermy. They're hunters and they're just like having fun. And there's your jackalope, number one requested taxidermy yeah. figure across the country for a while, or probably still is, for all yeah. I know. And then there was the folklore that I dove in, that I was more interested in, like when we, as far as building a logo. It only mates during lightning strikes. <laughs> it's a uh, the, the one of my favorite ones, which was just silly to me. Is like, how fast does a jackalope run? Yeah. How, what's its top speed? Well, okay. Right. So it's a mix of a uh, antelope, right? So that mm-hmm. goes 60 miles an hour, uh-huh. and a jackrabbit, which goes 30 miles an hour. So obviously, a jackalope will go 90 miles an hour. Oh, simple math. <laughs> you add it up. So there's there's anything from that. Um, though, if you set out whiskey in your front porch, a jackalope might come out. So uh-huh. that was a good way to find it. It's like, man, it just keeps building. And yeah. whether, so the more I did my research, like, okay, this is just opening up almost too many horizons to where we could go logo wise. And yeah. we tried to fit in, I don't know, we, we, I always, 
from when I design, I try to go overload and then dumb it down because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. tend to just do that anyways. Sure. So we tried to fit in too many things and then try to like, okay, what are the most fun things? And I think we, we found that. So that folklore. Absolutely. So the, the jackalope that you created, uh, you know, obviously you've got a certain amount of liberty because it's a mythological creature, but you know, uh, there's, there's precedent sort of for what they look like. And you, as you say, you, you can find them taxidermied. The, the one that, that, that I note that's kind of funny is uh, up at the, in the Terry Bison Ranch up in, just like just over have you been you're nodding right like just over our uh, the 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 colorado yeah so i've been there a few times because whenever my friends from the east coast or my family from the east coast come out to visit like i'm like hey we're gonna go feed some bison right so we go up to the terry bison ranch and in the gift shop there they've got this gigantic this gigantic jackalope that you can actually like sit on it's got like a saddle and everything and so it's like a gigantic jackrabbit with you know large antlers and, you know, you can sit there and you take your picture on it and that sort of thing. So that's the one that I thought of. But then, you know, probably the jack ra- the jackalope is probably going to be more like a jackrabbit size, right? Like it's probably a sort of a smaller animal. So, I, you know, obviously you can't really tell the scale when you're just looking at the logo here. But were, were you envisioning the, the the giant jackalope, you know, or the uh, or the, the smaller ones? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, since we're just talking about the... Uh, myths of it there was the mammoth jackalope uh-huh okay. which kind of came up and the re- one of the reasons why that died off was because the europeans came in and killed off its main source of food which was okay. the bison <laughs> <laughs> so there there i did dive into that but that was a little later on as yeah. far as how large these could be right yeah. but initially i did think jack rabbit yeah the antelope antlers right? Right, right right and it's been pointed out since the release like those are those are deer antlers that's not right it should be antelope antlers ah. all this but <laughs> i think one of the first things i as you know visually what yeah. i wanted to try to accentuate i wanted it since it's a mythical creature and we think about a jackalope just like just having this little animal with these giant horns i just figured i, I pictured initially the rack to be just kind of astronomical yeah and unrealistic for this little animal to hold because right that's the idea it's a mythological thing yeah yeah but i don't want i find that balance was really tricky for me especially with the ears so there's so much stuff going on up here right where i wanted this like to feel like you're in this final fantasy type world uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. where this small bodied animal could have this these magical large antlers and then just kind of take over so if it was up to me, I would I would have pushed those limits even more and just make the antlers so ridiculous that it was like it really felt like you're in a fantasy world. Right. So we wanted to bring those together and make those a focus point and to make those versatile with the bat and stand alone and all those type of things. Sure. With the logo package that will be released a little later. So yeah, those those antlers were important to me to really feel almost unworldly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have looked at that and thought deer antlers, right? Like, and it's, and the way <laughs> oh, the, the sort of the contours are are matching the the shape of the ears there. And so that's, you know, I, I think this is a really fun brand and it's been really well received too. So I've been, that's been interesting to see. I, I did cover it for, for sports logos. One of the things I noticed and you're so future legends complex also owns the Northern Colorado owls with a Z and the eyes of your jackrabbit 
I know, and I know, I know that you did not create the original branding for Northern Colorado House with a Z, but the eyes of the jackrabbit look like they relate a little bit to to those eyes that are on your hat right now that you're wearing the Northern Colorado hat right now. Is it intentional that if you pulled out these jackrabbit eyes that there might be a little bit of a relationship to the to the the owls? That's that's a great uh, that's a great <laughs> great point. That's funny. <laughs> so the one of the from the original renditions we had for the jackalope, uh-huh. um, it was instructed to me like it was important to find a middle ground between too intimidating and family oriented uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, image. Yeah. So I was like, well, they got these eyes already and they love like our organization loves these, like the eyes are really revered. So yeah. like, understandably it's been pretty successful as a, yeah. you know, a logo. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, I, I tend to go a little harsher first for my ex- experience and like a little more intimidating, yeah. but it is like a bunny rabbit. Let's try you know, in, <laughs> in simple terms. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, when we did the little tease, I was like, how about we do it this way where we have this scroll up um, really Western style. And then we just kind of flash like a silhouette or maybe even just the eyes. Yeah. And then right when I said the eyes, like, oh, well, the owls, like that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what their thing is. <laughs> and then when I cut out the eyes, like, yeah, the, yeah, you're right. They are pretty similar, but no, it wasn't quite the intention. Um, okay. Especially because I didn't want it to be too obvious where like they're in the same league and everything. So it wasn't intentional. The eyes, I mean, that front facing uh, jackalope, it's it's kind of tough to avoid a certain pair of eyes that look similar. Right. But I tried to keep, you know, the irises and everything toned down and and simple. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting you point that out. That might just be a a happy little coincidence or a mishap. <laughs> All right. It's not a mishap. No, I, I kind of liked how it sort of tied the two teams together from future legend complex. So I'll take it. The, so there, you know, you referenced, there's a lot of design elements. You guys put out this great, I love the the sort of branding guide that you put out with the team that, that sort of highlighted some of the different things you mentioned the, the mating habit where they, they only mate during lightning strikes. So there's a, there's a lightning bolt on the actual baseball bat. I enjoy that. The lucky rabbit's foot is uh, part of the the sort of underline of the uh, underneath the script of jackalopes. You've got the shape of sort of a lucky rabbit's foot. That's a fun design element there. I I have to ask, did you grow did you grow up in Colorado? Yes, sir. Uh, so, right here in northern Colorado. Graduated from Windsor High School. All right, very nice. So this the signage here, the Grand Junction sign with the sort of etched painted lettering on it, is. You know, I've I've been in Colorado now for 20 years, so I didn't. I grew up on the East Coast, but you know, the the lettering and this sort of wooden sign is every trail sign you see on every trail in Colorado. If you're if you're a hiker, right? So it definitely, as soon as I saw it, I recognized it immediately. And like that that sort of like etched lettering that that they then fill in with paint, like totally a totally something. That I was like, who are you know? I didn't know that you had created it at first. And so I was like, whoever created this is from Colorado because that looks like, like every sign I've ever seen in Colorado. Oh man, that, that was an extinctual thing. As far as uh, I got asked to push the grand junction portion Uh of like some of the first renditions I did. Yeah. And it was, it was the best part. I think what came of being pushed a little bit as a designer, you're kind of like, Oh, this is what I got in a short amount of time, but like, Hey, can we do this? Like something different. Right. And we didn't have a direction. So I was like, ah, okay, what do we do? What's, you know, kind of a Western 
concept that we can push here. And that sign, I was really happy with running into that idea because I think it's instinctually like growing up here, seeing that, and then like this campground type stuff. Right. Where it's kind of sloppily put together, but it's put together as best as they could <laughs> type <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> and you, you have that bevel. And I think that typeface mixed with that outline. And I've loved reading the comments so far. Um, I've been blessed with doing this project for like kind of the first time with this type of release. Yeah. But seeing the comments, people point out like, oh my God, they screwed up the letters. Why the letters <laughs> look so terrible? <laughs> I love looking at that. I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember looking at that and making them crooked because that's how it would, it would look. <laughs> because that's what it would look like. Exactly. Yeah, I, if you made a sign by hand, yeah, it's going to be crooked. It would <laughs> so, look like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I had fun doing that. And uh, I think it really added a huge element to this that really set it off. Yeah. And it was kind of a happy accident of sorts, but that's doing the research and happy accidents. That's what makes the best designs in my experience. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more about the happy accident, right? Like that's, I mean, such a, such a great design phenomenon, but you have to recognize it when you see it for one thing, you know, I mean, it's, it's you, and, and you have to learn the rules to break the rules because if you're breaking oh, the rules amen, without knowing amen. the rules, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to, to, to point out here, and then I'll let you go because I've already kept you longer than I meant to for this breaking news episode here. The Jackalope oh. himself looks a little damaged, right? Like he's not a clean cut Jackalope. He's got, first of all, like, you know, he's got the sort of like mustache, like the sort of old West looking mustache, right? Like almost like a Yosemite Sam mustache, the, you know, the sort of shaggy hair on the side and like the chipped tooth. So he's not a he's not a clean cut, you know, city jackalope. He's definitely a rough and tumble uh, western, uh, uh, you know, outdoorsy jackalope. Love it, yeah. So uh, some of the feedback, you know, uh, some of the feedback I got, I'll start with that, you know, because it starts as a team effort for sure. Was like, hey, can we? For, they started off with like a bandit idea, like they like, can we like put a bandana over him oh, or yeah. a hat? It was like, well, hats out of the question because there's there's already all kinds of stuff going up up there right bandana we've seen that a lot and so i went to right back to the you know western cowboy feel yeah and i started thinking all right facial hair wider so <laughs> wider like, let's, okay let's let's, let's accentu accentuate <laughs> that and just really have him kind of either wider or django on chain dr schultz where he kind of has a little thicker mustache over yep. his beard yep. there so there was that and there was also some where I had this, you know, kind of how I described earlier, this epic um, set of antlers on this animal, yeah. where it's just like a little too pristine. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? It's a mythical creature. He's been through some stuff. And obviously we're going in the battle as the team. And yeah. let's kind of make that a little asymmetrical there to where there's chips here, there's mm -hmm. cracks there. And, you know, just add a little more, character to it obviously the chip tooth was a thing that was from that was from day one okay i uh it's funny as a kid i had a chip tooth okay <laughs> so, uh, off of some bicycle handlebars yeah all right <laughs> and a lot of the illustrations and things i do if there's a teeth involved or a skull or whatever yeah there's there's a chip tooth there so i knew wow. right away that was going to be an easy thing for me it's like well the bunny rat or the rabbit the jackalope it's gonna have to have the teeth out and it's gonna be rough and tumble and it's gonna have a chip so <laughs> nice. that was a day one <laughs> adage for me 
Well, you've also got a, a little bit of the handlebar mustache going on here too. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, maybe there's a sort of self-portrait element of this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a little bit as, as much as any artist wants to argue that, but there's something yeah. in there. That's, that's well, what with, makes it hopefully better. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it, it makes it distinctly yours. And and I have to say now with the Wyatt Earp connection now, every time I see this logo, I'm just going to picture your jackalope saying, I'm your Huckleberry. So this is uh... a <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, Nathan, I, I've kept you longer than I meant to, but this has been so much fun to talk about this this new brand here, and I and I can't. It's about a five hour drive for me. I'm guessing it's about a five hour drive for you to get out there to to catch a game. But uh, I'm hoping that they'll have this logo on some helmet Sundays out there because I love I love the helmet Sundays. So hopefully we'll get some purple some purple helmets with your jackalope on it. But speaking of catching you at a ball game and, you know, having having some ice cream, I know that, you know, mo a lot of the work that you've done to date has been for the Northern Colorado, Owls with a Z, as we've, as we've been talking about. Looking forward to catching that new ballpark next season. That'll be fun to get out there and see uh, the future legend complex uh, in 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 its full glory and uh that that's like 20 minutes for me so i can't wait to get out there and 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 catch northern colorado in in action oh yeah you and me both man we're all really excited to try to get everything finalized it's been a long wait for a lot of people especially locally in the town of windsor it's been a thing i remember since i was in eighth grade they built this little threeplex of fields yeah and it was supposed to bring a minor league park that was yeah 15 years ago so yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be great. And I, I hope we just bring all the joy to everybody, especially the minor league baseball fans. Well, it's been an absolute treat to talk to you here for the first time. Looking forward to catching a ball game with you either in Windsor or out in Grand Junction. And thank you so much for, for coming on in, in, in such short order here, because I know that this was, this all happened fairly quickly. So I appreciate, appreciate you coming on. I really enjoy the new brand for Grand Junction and uh, looking forward to seeing more of your work. I really appreciate it. This has been an honor, man. I've never done anything like this. And uh, it really feels like, you know, a lot of uh, work is coming to fruition. And uh, keep an eye out for some more of the brand reveal. There's some more fun stuff. And uh, we're going to make this the best we can. So I really appreciate it, Paul. Well, hey, when that when the new stuff comes out, we'll cover it on sportslogos.net. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly, our, our minor league baseball Twitter community will get after it. We love all this stuff. So where can people find you online and on, on Twitter in particular? Oh, my uh, Twitter handle is just N number eight Martinez eight eighty nine, and uh, don't do Instagram much, but I think it's N eight Martinez thirty seven. I rarely put stuff on there. Other than that, I am uh, liking sportslogos.net stuff, the ice cream <laughs> baseball stuff. It's it's pretty simple <laughs> follows. I'm not too crazy on social media, but I'll put out some artwork on Twitter for the most part if there's anything. Nice N eight Martinez eighty nine. We got it. All right. Thank you, Nate. Thanks, man. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Thank goodness we have, for Baseball by Design, we have on retainer a wildlife consultant, Baseball by Design, wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett. Ranger Amy Burnett, thank, thank you for being available on short notice to talk about this very exciting new development in minor league baseball the Grand Junction Jackalopes, Grand Junction out in Western Colorado. They were the Grand Junction Rockies, even though their affiliation with the Rockies ended two years ago when the Pioneer League became an independent league. Already, as you know, boring for a team to be named for its parent club. Just straight weird for a team to be named for its 
former parent club. So we're glad to see the Rockies go away and become the Jackalopes, at least out in Grand Junction. So, and therein lies the confusion, right? I said the Rockies. What team am I talking about, right? Well, now we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> we have the Jackalopes. So thank I'm you for being- I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so important to get that out this out there because they're, you know, they're endangered species. You know, some people actually believe that they're extinct. I do not. So mm-hmm. it's really important to talk about them and talk about them now because, uh, yeah, we really need to, to bump up their populations here. So, all right. Well, so let's let's talk about the very real jackalopes. Uh, I have seen a giant jackalope in person. Where did it you was, see it? It was, no it, was, it was taxidermied. I got to actually sit on the oh. thing's back. It was at the Terry Bison Ranch in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. And in the gift shop, they have a gigantic jackalope, one of the maybe one of the prehistoric, like really huge ones, I guess. Yeah, uh, because, they're not so big now because yeah. they, you know, that they've evolved to be smaller, so they they're not seen as often. So. Yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about it though. Tell me. Yeah, let's tell get me, into this. As as wildlife expert, tell me tell me what you know about the definitely not mythological, the definitely real jackalope species. Are there multiple species of jackalope? I don't know why you keep saying definitely not mythological, Paul. Um, yeah, I need you to believe on this one. Um, this is a really great team name. Very excited about it. And they are an endangered species. They're estimated about 2,500 in Colorado um, as of last count. So it's okay. pretty pretty darn exciting. Never before seen, though, by human eyes. Is that right? Uh, people have seen them. It's just really hard to trap them, to um, to get them on a hunting license. Um, there's a very limited season. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the first guy who was actually uh, credited with seeing one was 1829, a guy named George McLean. And uh, no one believed him. Uh, so, you know, they said that he was a really big fan of whiskey. So that might have had something to do with it, why they kept calling him a liar. But um, he was the first person to see one, but it, it wasn't taxidermied until several, many, many years later. Um, but they are very rarely seen and they have really crazy uh, reproductive habits and uh, the and the hunting season on that's really limited. So, yeah, so let's, let's talk get about it. Let's talk about this hunting season. I understand yes. there is an extremely limited hunting season because yes. they are so endangered. It's because they're so rare and um, because of the way their mating season runs. So um, they are in in Wyoming that you are only allowed to um, to hunt them on February 29th, mm-hmm. but not on leap years because that's their mating season in yeah. Wyoming. Leap years. Uh, their, their mating season is leap years. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Jackalope leap years. Yeah. All right. But in Colorado, it's a different um, hunting season. So in Colorado, the hunting season is actually um, June 31st. So okay. that's hunting season in Colorado. So if you want to get a hunting license for jackalope, that's the day to do it. So the definitely um, so, not mythological jackalopes can be hunted on the definitely not mythological day of June 31. You keep saying this definitely not mythological. Um, I just want yeah, people to I, believe I, the science is all. Just Just believe the science. Yeah. Okay. I just want you to believe, Paul. That's all. That's all I'm looking for here. Um, so there's s- several ways to catch jackalopes. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best ways to catch a jackalope is to actually put out whiskey for them. You know, some people put out, um, you know, milk and cookies to try to catch Santa. Uh, you also really real. Put out also some... not mythological. Correct. But you put out whiskey for jackalopes, and that attracts them. And once your jackalope is drunk, it's uh, it's really easy to catch him because he's moving a little bit more slowly and unsteadily. The catches, though, you don't want to drink um, while you're doing the hunting because then um, your prey escapes. So mm-hmm. you, 
You, you just sleep right through that. June 31st if you do that. You might, yeah, right through June 31st. So that's the way to catch them. And uh, they have a really interesting reproductive habit So that you should know about. Um, okay. They In Colorado, so we were talking about Wyoming, you know, during leap years. Um, mm -hmm. But in Colorado, it's actually during the monsoon time of year. So, and they only mate during uh, lightning strikes. Lightning strikes during monsoon season in Colorado. Yes. Okay. In Colorado. That's right. when they're mating season. So it's really, really short. And um, that's why they're so endangered. I mean, I mean, imagine, you know, only getting a chance to mate during lightning storms. I like, though, that this is a species that recognizes state borders and changes its mating seasons according to what state they're in. Uh, I just think that they are really cold up in Wyoming, maybe not so cold in Colorado. Well, uh, you know, they're they're elusive. And so it's hard to study their mating habits for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they're maybe the scientists were drinking a little bit of whiskey. Who All knows? Right. So but it feels they, to me no, like no. the the Grand Junction jackalopes should maybe be serving either whiskey or maybe like jackalope burgers, right? Can we get some like jackalope soup or is it because they're endangered that we can't? Uh, it's going to be really tough to get that game meat. Uh, it's, you yeah. know, it's it's really tightly controlled. Um, but I have found a whiskey rabbit uh, mm -hmm. jerky. So, you know, that's a really good combination. Whiskey, use whiskey rabbit to jerky? Catch them. Mm -hmm. You use whiskey to catch them and a little bit of whiskey flavoring and with your, your rabbit jerky. They call it whiskey rabbit jerky, but it's really, if you see that word whiskey and rabbit jerky, it's probably jackalope. That's it has the a code. distinctive taste. Mm -hmm. It has a distinctive that's taste. I was going to ask you what they tasted like. Uh, like whiskey. Yeah. They taste like whiskey. Oh. Tastes like whiskey. All right. This um, is really good. Let's talk about the actual physical characteristics of of the jackalope. How 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 do I know if I'm if I'm out there wandering around in Colorado during monsoon season? How do I know when I see a jackalope? Well, you can only see the male jackalope because the female jackalope doesn't have antlers. Hmm. So this is an important thing to know. So you might have already seen a jackalope in Colorado, Paul, in hmm. in Fort Collins, and just you saw a doe, which is the the female, didn't have antlers. How do you know that you didn't see a jackalope? You just thought it was a rabbit. So okay, well, so so maybe I've seen one, but then what? What about the the male jackalope? What am I looking for? So with the male jackalope, you're looking for something that is the size of a rabbit in Colorado, Arizona. They get a little bit bigger. Um, in olden days, they used to be a lot bigger. The ones now, they've evolved to be a little smaller, a little bit elusive. So you're looking for um, big ears and antlers. What are some of their their physical attributes? What about, you know, we always talk about these animals and what kind of ball player they would make. If you're the Grand Junction jackalopes, what uh, you know, what's intimidating about a jackalope? What is it what is it that we're going to we're going to see in these jackalopes on the field? Well, I think that just having those antlers and it's not horns. If you are a deer or an, a jackalope, it's antlers. That's the mm -hmm. correct term. Mm -hmm. So those antlers, they can be pretty fearsome. So I wouldn't want to be gored by an antler. I mean, they probably only hit your knee or something like that. Um, but that's uh, it still could do some damage. Another thing about jackalopes, they can, of course, they've got the big leaping ability that you want in a baseball player. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. One interesting thing that might translate especially if you are a very competitive baseball team is that they can mimic the human voice and throw their voice. Oh, this sounds a little, it sounds like uh, a little, a little Bush league here. This sounds like Alex Rodriguez in 2007 yelling, I got it against the blue Jays and making the blue Jays <laughs> let a, a, a pop-up drop between them in the ninth inning. That was pretty Bush league. So hopefully the Jackalopes are not 
as as base runners yelling i got it and making players step away from pop-ups i think they're cunning just like a rod was and um yeah i i think the borderline cheating maybe would be uh you know they're really i don't know can i say that the how that guy rehabilitated his reputation and is now an announcer for major league baseball games is beyond me but that is neither here nor there so yeah i hope you don't lose any uh subscribers to your podcast because we just totally picked on anyone well but you know i am giving him credit for being cunning just like the jackalope throwing his voice mimicking the human voice over here Uh, and that pulled a lot of cowboys back in the day you know back in the early uh 1900s yeah I was I was researching jackalopes a little bit when I covered this unveiling for sportslogos.net. And one of the things that that I learned was that the first jackalope was created by a lightning strike where there was a jackrabbit and an antelope near each other. And there was a lightning strike and it caused a fusion of these two animals. Uh, is can you from your from your you know cryptozoological background, can you can you confirm this or deny it? I can neither confirm nor deny that, yeah. but it sounds like a logical story, but I, yeah, no one actually has any photos there, you know, there really isn't anything to prove that, but it sounds like a great story. Which comes came first, the chicken or the egg, which came first, the antelope or the jackrabbit turned into jackalope. I think it sounds feasible. So they have strong legs for jumping or running, mm-hmm. obvious mm-hmm. baseball, you know, ability uh, intertwined in those abilities right there. They've got the horns. No, sorry. They have the antlers, not horns. Good, good, good. Yep. And they can throw their voices. And so I can see how this would be an intimidating foe for a, uh, for a, a pioneer league team. Now I'm curious though. All right. You've got the Missoula paddleheads in the pioneer league. You've got the grand junction jackalopes in the pioneer league. I think you're going to have some literal headbutting here. I think you're going to have some, 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 some mascots, you know, cracking antlers against one another. Well, I think that the jackalope you're going to find is a lot more agile. Mm. And, you know, the rundowns are going to be a lot easier. You know, the, those, you know, the paddleheads, they're just really heavy. You know, moose yeah. antlers are going to be really, really heavy. And uh, I think the jackalopes have the competitive edge there. The, the, the jackalopes, I think, being sort of small and agile are going to hit for average, whereas the, the paddleheads are just going to be... They're just going to be swinging for the fences every time. I think you're going to see a difference in style there in the in the Pioneer yeah. League. So this will come into play in the Pioneer League when okay. because in the Pioneer League, at the end of nine innings, if the game is tied, they don't do extra innings. They do a home run contest. And so Ooh, that's fun. I'm hoping to see that someday with my with my neighborhood, my right around the corner owls with a Z. Fingers crossed their mm-hmm. new ballpark is coming. Uh, I can't wait Yay. to see a, a home run contest. I I know. Well, we should go. We should do a live recording sometime at an house with a Z game. Um, I didn't talk about the nerdy part. And I oh. don't know if we want to talk about this, but there are some really cool nerdy parts. Kind of the interesting thing about how jackalopes probably came to be was in the 1930s, they discovered a virus that actually caused keratinous uh, growths on the heads of rabbits that made them look like they had antlers. And so there's actually in the Smithsonian Institute, there is a rabbit that has a horn sticking out of its head that looks like it has antlers. And it's actually just like a cancerous, keratinous horn that happened to come about after getting a, a virus called the papilloma virus. But that's so, not a real jackalope. That's just a, a jackrabbit with a weird growth. 
That's just a jack. That's just a jackrabbit with a weird growth. However, actually, that was a cottontail with a weird growth on its head. However, if you look up these pictures of these horrific bunnies with like weird growths in their heads, you can see why people would believe that there are jackalopes and that that could be a possibility out in the world. And they really and they were living, breathing things. They weren't just taxidermy rabbits. Well, this has been very informative, very eye-opening. Thank you for for coming on and 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 allowing us to on an emergency short notice basis tap the the resources of your knowledge uh, about this this important animal this important part of the ecosystem will definitely be be coming to you for for future teams that are based on other definitely real animals like the unicorn and the mermaids and the platypuses We'll absolutely be coming and talking to you about those. Ranger Amy Burnett, wildlife consultant for Baseball by Design. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on short notice. This is great.